we came down here and we had to go clear into Dallas and North Park and Arlington to shop. And, and slowly we were able to get uh, work together as a team and bring in a lot of good stores. We, you know, there was the uh, Plaza at Cedar Hill. It came in where Sprouts is now. And then um, uh, yeah. Barnes, Barnes and Noble uh, was a part of that. Mm -hmm. And then Walmart and the Target Shopping Center and JC Penney's and all of that. I, Panera I'm, Bread and like these, these like top tier stores. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just great. I, I'm, I was very, very fortunate to have a hand in that. Um, and I think I did some checking the other day in the 15 years I was there, we brought in about 3.2 million square feet of commercial retail, you know, restaurants and shopping places. And uh, it's just great because uh, instead of having to travel 30 to 45 minutes to shop, you can get a lot of it done right here. Today, I have two special guests, uh, Mr. Allen and Mrs. Gail Sims. Y'all, look, th this is why I had them on, because a lot of y'all know that I'm not only a business guy, but I'm pretty involved uh, in the community. And uh, when I moved here, I connected with a few people, but it was a couple that I was really impressed with because uh, they were both involved, right? You know, you see um, a lot of people where one spouse might be involved, but both of them were pretty involved. Uh, in the same city um, and not involved in my opinion for any like personal gain it just was they I just really see a love for their city and so it really impressed me um, at a young age uh, coming here and so I was like you know what I, I want to you know them and a couple other people are like hey I really want to stay involved so I'm, I'm blessed to have them on the podcast today to talk about their story and, and why they're so involved in the community so thank y'all for being on thank you it's a pleasure to be here Philip. you know um, my wife and I were originally from the Kansas City area, and uh, we visited some family, oh, about 20 years ago, uh, and uh, while we were here visiting family in Dallas, we, we stopped in to visit a niece in Cedar Hill, and just had this great, wonderful time, and then we went back to the Kansas City area. I was uh, deputy city manager in Overland Park, and I saw this, this job ad for a city manager position in Cedar Hill, and I was like, wow, I was just there last week. And so I applied and I was one of 10 finalists, five finalists, and the mayor called me and said there was a unanimous vote. So when we were coming down to interview, Cedar Hill just felt like home. Mm -hmm. Just, we just, ever since then, it's just been a, a special feeling about being in this place, um, a place that I've really never felt like this before. Yeah, we, we just really look forward to being here because we both, at a different time, said it just felt like we were coming home. Even though we were flying in from Kansas City, we said it felt like we were coming home. And everything worked out according to plan for us to be here. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I was hired here by the city council in, in January of 2000. Wait, before you go down that path, I do gotta ask the off-the-cuff question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So are y'all Cowboys or Chiefs? 
Chiefs, Chiefs, okay, Chiefs. Okay, okay. Hey, y'all are cool with me. Chiefs, y'all are cool. yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm speaking for Gail. And so I, I can never divorce myself from my Kansas roots. I am a Chiefs fan. And I root for the Cowboys when they prioritize defense, because defense <laughs> wins championships. And I'm, I'm, um, that's all I can say. I, have, I, I, I do root for the Cowboys when they get get focused on playing good defense. A lot, a lot of my audience knows that I'm a Cowboys hater, so yeah, I have, oh, to, oh, I have right. to take that shot. I can yeah. agree. <laughs> we'll, we'll be good for you. All right. Go, go ahead, sir. Well, I would say the council hired me to transform Cedar Hill from this little small uh, suburbs. I kind of jokingly say, Hope no one gets offended above a bird uh, from this small suburb into a first class city. And, and uh, there was just a lot of work to do. Uh, the, the number one thing that I came down here, I noticed that our public safety operations were small townish. And uh, we, that was priority number one to upgrade the professionalism of our public safety uh, operations, both police and fire. And we did that. We brought in a outside consultant that did an analysis and a, a study of our police department, and they made something like 80, 85 recommendations, and they implemented and totally changed the professionalism of our police department. Um, and we implemented some uh, financial management policies, um, came from Oakland Park, which I don't know if you're familiar, but they're AAA bond rating. And we I feel like a lot of the rich people in Kansas that yeah, yeah. I, I, had a, I had a mentor that was he was a financial advisor in Overland Park and he okay. was making he, man, he yeah, Overland Park is as Plano is to Dallas Overland Park is to Kansas okay. City and um, you know it was a very very progressive place very it has a lot of positive thoughts about uh, in the Kansas City area about Overland Park but it was well run well run um, and I put the same kind of policies and procedures in place here that we had there. Um, one thing I'm very, very proud of is that we, in the 15 years I was city manager of Cedar Hill, we had three general obligation bond rating increases, which is like an increase in your credit score. Mm -hmm. they, they determined us based on what we were doing, we were more credit worthy. And when you have that, when you're more credit worthy, just like in the natural sense, you get lower interest rates for borrowing. So that was very beneficial. So. Ms. Gale, when did you get involved in the school district? Uh, in 2017, okay. I retired. Uh, let, let me back up. Okay. I have a very strong passion for public schools, very strong. But I worked in Waxahachie, okay. and I retired in December of 2016, and it just so happened I retired almost within, what, two weeks. I got a call missing. <laughs> Gail, there's an opening. I know you're interested. And so I ran and uh, I've been on the school board since 2017 and running again this year. I, I'm up for re-election mm -hmm. and I, I just, that, that passion's there. I know we can do you know what we've we've set out to do. So 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 go, let, let's let's take it back a little further, right? Mm -hmm. So so the fact that political office or no political office, just to, to see two people in the community, like when did you first determine? I think it's a good idea for me to um, be involved in my community just outside of my job. Meaning, some people might listen and say, "Well, Philip, you know." They had to be involved because they were employed by cities. And I'm like, no, they didn't have to come to the prayer breakfasts. They didn't have to go to a lot of the other community stuff. They didn't have to write checks to support the community, you know, um, but y'all did that. And so when did being a part of the community become important and, and, and why? 
were from day one, from day, like we said, Cedar Hill became home before we were even here. Mm -hmm. When we were interviewing, we felt like Cedar Hill was home. And it's just like my house here. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that I keep it up, that it's looking good, that, you know, when people come, they see, you know, it's well taken care of and everything. And that is my passion for our, my feelings about the city. This is my home. Mm. And there's no way in the world I want that to be degraded in any way. And, and for us, what was very positive is when we first came down here, I was a little nervous because I was an, as an African-American city manager, you're coming to the deep south. I was a little nervous, you know, first black city manager. Uh, and I was just so surprised as to how much we were embraced, both my wife and I. And uh, that, you know, I, I remember telling a very, very prominent leader in town, I was a little nervous about coming down. And they said, we don't care about the color of your skin. We've, rep we've, uh, we've what I didn't know, they did, they checked me out. They've in they investigated, you know, where I came from. And we know all about you. We're glad you're here. And they just embraced us. So we just wanted to pour into this place that had made us feel like home. Mm -hmm. Being a servant is, being servant leaders is not something that I take lightly. I, I believe, we both believe we're here. We were here, brought here for a purpose. And when there's a purpose involved, in you being in a place, you know you have to follow whatever leading there is mm -hmm. uh, for that to be there. And so being servants is number one. So, so y'all probably know the answer to this question too, because so I, so we, we moved here, we, we lived in Duncanville, and then we bought our first home. Um, well, we owned a home in Duncanville, but in 2012, we bought our first home together. And we, we first um, looked to, uh, move in Cedar Hill, um, but it didn't have the uh, home inventory we were looking for at the time, so we bought across the lake on the other side of Grand Prairie, and then we sold that first home if we had another kid, and we were going to buy another one, and uh, for a lot of different reasons, we ended up moving back to the same neighborhood. You know, we had my son started school. He liked the school, um, but we were very impressed with the you know, Cedar Hill and the collegiate program and everything. So we liked it. So I was like, you know, since I can't, you know, since my wife pretty much runs the house, uh, <laughs> I said, I, I, yeah, I, 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 was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, I want to be in Cedar Hill. So I saw my, my business in Cedar Hill. I started my business in Cedar Hill. So it's like, it's like my adopted city. And, and, and the reason why I did that is, as, as, as y'all probably realize that, and I'm not knocking any other city, but there's a lot of cities where the politics is ugly. And not that, People don't, people don't disagree in Cedar Hill, but from what I've seen, there's a civility and a genuine desire for, for even if you lose, for there to be cooperation, for the most part, right, um, in Cedar Hill. Why, how, how did that happen, and, and why isn't it like the other surrounding cities where it's just, it's just ugly, like? Yeah, and that's a, a good thing. It's, it's really hard to explain other than I, I believe in it. You might think I'm crazy, but I believe there's just this God-ordained uh, blessing and plan for this city. I mean, it's the highest elevation in the Dallas-Worth area, and, and the Bible talks about being a city on a hill, 
And uh, I just think there's just a, a, just a, a plan and a purpose for this city. And uh, it gave us a chance to be here and be a part of it. And I just, uh, for the lack of a better word, I, I just think God's hand is on and favors on the city. Mm -hmm. and, and, I, and I fully agree with that. I, I mean, that's the only way I, I, I can describe how it is, is the fact that I firmly believe God has a purpose for Cedar Hill. And, and, and I can remember when Alan was city manager, city managers would come down here from North Dallas and they, they'd just be in awe of what they saw here. Mm -hmm. And that is nothing but God having his hand on this city. You know, it's, it's, I think it's the most beautiful part of the metro place. It's highest elevation. It's got hills. It's got trees. It's got Joe Pool Lake. You know, most of the Dallas area is flat. And they're just the people, um, you just a great people that would do anything. And uh, what impressed me most is the willingness of people in Cedarville to work together, uh, even elected officials to work together. I know a lot of cities that elected officials fight and cuss at each other, but we have, you know, we, when I was city manager, we had seven different council members. They all had different ideas, but they all committed to work together. And I've never seen anything like that all the people uh, just had a special feeling that this is a special place and we're going to work together to, to, you know, make it fulfill its destiny. So, so another thing too, so let's paint a picture for everybody who, who doesn't know, who's not familiar, because by the way, I'm, I'm super excited to say I have people listening to this in Africa, like all over oh, the world, right? Wow. It's pretty wow. cool. Yeah. So um, uh, paint the picture of Cedar Hill. In 2000, when you came, there was no like Razus, there was no... Uh, uptown village, you know, there was like, well, I mean, what was here? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> now understand Plano, what it's like, and that was Overland Park. I mean, right around the corner from us was one of the well-known malls in Overland Park, Nordstrom's and different, you know, high-end stores. And when we got here, they were proud of their Coles and Home Depot. And Home Depot. That was it? That was it. Where you see uh, Hobby Lobby, they were turning dirt there. There was nothing there. You hear, nothing there was nothing. My thought, and I've said this to I don't know how many people, when we got here, I thought, dear Lord, where are you sending us? <laughs> I mean, there was because it was just totally different from what we had even grown up with. Yeah, it was just a, it was a shock because back there we had access to so many great stores, everything in the world that you want to, that you wanted to purchase. You could easily, easily do it within 10 to 15 minutes of where we lived. And then we came down here and we had to go clear into Dallas and North Park and Arlington to shop. And, and slowly we were able to get, uh, work together as a team and bring in a lot of good stores with, you know, there was the uh, plaza at Cedar Hill. It came in where Sprouts is now. And then um, uh, yes. Barnes & Noble uh, was a part of that. Mm -hmm. And then Walmart and the Target Shopping Center and JCPenney's and all of that. I, and Panera Bread and like these, these like top tier stores. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I mean, there, it was just great. I, I'm, I was very, very fortunate to have a hand in that. Um, and I, I think I did some checking the other day, and the 15 years I was there, 
we brought in about 3.2 million square feet of commercial retail, you know, restaurants and shopping places. And uh, it's just great because uh, instead of having to travel 30 to 45 minutes to shop, you can get a lot of it done right here. And it's, it's still, even with all of that, you, you still kind of have that hometown, that small town feel, like Uptown Village. You, it, during the summer, you see the kids out there playing mm, in the water. water. They, they have the, uh, uh, what, the uh, uh, concerts mm -hmm. and everything where people come and just... Now you get the bike trails and everything. Oh, yes, yes. It's just a great, uh, it's a great mm -hmm. atmosphere right now. And it is mo it has transformed itself from this little small town, sleepy little suburb into a first class city. And I'm thrilled to have been a part of it. Mm -hmm. One of the other things I'm super impressed with, and I'm, you know, I try to be as real as possible, right? So I meet every Friday morning um, with David Darty for like the last four years, right? And we just talk about like life and we talked about a lot, but it's just kind of accountability part. And we're very similar to what you and Mayor Frankie do. And uh, um, and so we just talk, right? And so over the years, we've had lots of conversations. And, and so probably, I don't know, three, four years ago, we were talking about Cedar Hill and how I can get to the next level. And I was like, and I was like, hey, man, like schools, like the schools, like we moved over here because the school system wasn't what it needed to be for, for my kids, right? Fast forward, four, you know, three years, I turned about a year ago, right? Because the collegiate program had really taken off and it was like impressive, right? To the point to where, I had a couple of clients that were paying a couple thousand a month in private school, needed to get divorced, needed to down. I was like, take the kid out of private school, go buy a house in Cedar Hill. I said, and I said, if you don't believe me, go take a tour. She went, she saved $2,000 a month. Wow. Mm -hmm. she, both of them like loved it. And so like, how did that happen? Because it turned around like relatively quick. And I'm, you know, I was involved in the community. I felt like I wasn't just the person who was just taking the headlines. Like I was, and, and, and I was not for it. And then in you know, a short period of time, it's an amazing program that's like. You know, and, and part of it is the whole purpose was to provide an opportunity for people who wanted their kids in that kind of environment. One, two, there is a, a lot of, attention that is given that lets them know that this is that this is where we're at and we here's where we're at today but tomorrow we're going to be here we're, we're going to keep moving the bar up uh, so that our students are successful and now we have the have prep you know, elementary, mm -hmm. we have the academy for middle school, and we have the high school. Our high school right now, the uh, collegiate high school is tied for second. Wow. As the number one high school. Wow, tied for second. second. Yes, wow. yes. We just received 363 districts in uh, the United States and Canada received an AP Honors Award. Cedar Hill was one of those. Wow. One of those districts that got that because of the number of kids who are taking AP classes and the fact that their scores went up. And that was just not collegiate. That was our high, that, that was school, high school as well. Wow. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that we, we love, you mentioned collegiate. And collegiate is great, but the plan is to take what's happening at collegiate 
and uh, have it become a part of the high school, not just this small group of elite students, but just the entire student body to raise the bar and take it to another level. And that's what I'm excited about. Yeah, no, that, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm definitely a fan. Um, one more question, then we'll go to my questions that I ask, you know, everybody. Um, what's, so Cedar Hill, in my opinion, has the game to win or lose, right? Sure. Meaning, meaning we saw home prices slow down, you know, last year because it's, people are still moving here, but it, could, it got kind of ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And so it's difficult for people coming here to go north, you know, not making a bunch of money. So I think it's finally coming Absolutely. our way. And out of all the four suburbs in Dallas County, Cedar Hill has the game to lose. So, how, you know, what does Cedar Hill need to do to get to that? you know, to the next level. And I'm saying next level is really only Plano and Frisco, right? You know, what, 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 what needs to happen for that to? Well, I think something my wife that's actively involved in is raising the bar in the school district, it's academic performance. That's gonna take Cedar Hill to the, absolutely to the next level. Mm -hmm. And it, it's not going to be, you know, overnight. Uh, with the A through F system, we, we are a C district right now. And I tell everybody, we didn't become a C district overnight. I hear people talk about, you know, back in the day. We didn't become a C district overnight. It's not going to turn around overnight, but we are working toward that goal of moving us from a C to a B to an A. And I know it can be done because my thing is kids will learn at the point where you tell them they can learn. If you tell them, okay, you're, you're a C, we, we had a daughter who if we had just ignored her, she would have happy. She would have been happy to be just a D student. My daughter was an A student and we told her, you can do that, you, you need to be here. Mm -hmm. And so that's, she brought the, brought the bar up. We kept, if you keep moving that bar up, they're going to start achieving at that level. And that's what we've got to do. We mm -hmm. have got to do that. Our kids, we've got some very brilliant kids, very talented kids that we have to just grab them and let them know. I think what you're trying to say is that uh, they will perform to the level of your expectations. Yes. And so mm -hmm. what the plan is, is to raise the expectations. And, and if you have low expectations, that's where they perform. But if you have just incredibly high expectations, they'll go there. Yes. There's one other thing I want to share that I think is going to help us get to the other level, and that's uh, if you notice in the morning, Cedar Hill is like a bedroom community, and there's this just uh, uh, outflow of traffic in the morning, the Dallas and Fort Worth area, and then comes back in the evening. One of the number one priorities, um, uh, I'm running for city council, one of the number one priorities is to increase the office development, the, the kinds of things that, you know, that doctors and lawyers and uh, architects and engineers will have their businesses in town. And when you see those office buildings, uh, a number of office buildings, that's going to really help take us to the Because when we get that daytime traffic, that daytime population, we'll see the uh, more nicer restaurants here. Mm -hmm. That's the number one priority is to increase the uh, daytime office and doctors, uh, lawyers, architects, engineers, accountants, professional people that are have their buildings in uh, their offices in Cedarville. When that happens, you're going to see 
some corresponding increases in uh, restaurants and all kinds of goods and services that go along with it. And a part of that is uh, our schools and making sure if we can get people like you, Philip, who say, go take a look, they're going to see that what, what they hear is not what they're going to see. Mm -hmm. they're going, we do bus tours. And if people would just get on those buses and go and see, yeah. they'll see we're doing great every, things. Every time my fancy Frisco friends come down here, I got a name, call them my <laughs> fancy Frisco friends. Every time they come down here, like, they're like, bro, I didn't realize Cedar Hill had all this. I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, I mean, y'all up there like struggling to live and we down here, you know, having a <laughs> good time. It's funny you mentioned that. So I probably had a couple of dozen city managers from different cities in North Texas. They would come down. And when I first got here, the council wanted me to go visit all the other cities just to learn the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And then, then after a while, they started hearing what was going on. They said, I want to come visit you because I, I hear what's going on in Cedar. And when they came down here, they were just amazed. They just said the exact, I didn't know this was here. I didn't know it was so beautiful. And uh, yeah, this is a special place. I, and, and, th and this is a side note, you know, uh, you know, without my little shadow mission in Cedar Hill is I would love to, for it to become, you know how you have like LA and then you have like Silicon Valley that like popped up out of nowhere. I'm like, I think I legitimately think Cedar Hill can become like a tech hub um, of that because, you know, it's, it's, you know, the tech community is going to Austin, you know, but Austin, Silicon Valley, like looks and feels like Cedar Hill. Right. And it's, and there's and, and, if, and the tech scene is like where a lot of the money is, Absolutely. you know, is too. And there's like it's there's no reason why it can't, right? There's no reason why. No reason. Specifically, when you look at the fact that tech involves a lot of younger people who mm -hmm. aren't making a lot of money yet, but will. I'm like, man, I'd much rather do that in Cedar Hill than like uptown Dallas, because that's absolutely you know. That, and by the way, I can you know, if I were single and I wanted to go date, I can drive take an Uber 15 minutes you know, on the weekend, but during the week, you know, mm -hmm. hang out here. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one thing I love about Cedar Hill. We're here, and as I said, it's kind of still has that kind of hometown feeling. But if I want to go to a show or I want to go to, a, you know, a basketball game or something, I can travel to Dallas, but I can always come back home. Always come back home. Well, cool. Well, these are the last five questions, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask y'all to both answer uh, each question separate. You know. Um, uh, both of y'all answered questions. Okay. They're my fun questions, my research questions. Mm -hmm. So the fir first one is, if you can go back and talk to 22-year-old uh, Alan and Gail, you know, who, what would you go tell them? And it can just be like any life advice, period. I, you know, I would tell the 22-year-old Gail that it's all going to work out. Alan and I have been married now 46 years. Oh, wow. And at 22, when we were married, you would never thought we'd ever make it. <laughs> I would tell the 22-year-old girl, chill out. It's going to work out. It's going to work out. And, and, I and would, follow your dream. And I would tell the 22-year-old Alan and Gail just to, uh, no matter what happens, prioritize the communication. Uh, you know, misunderstandings happen when there's a gap and communication, not just husband and wife, between any kind of situation. If you really look to the root of the problem, there's some kind of gap in communication. And so I would, I would really say to them, make sure you uh, go.
go out of your way to clearly communicate and part of communication is listening listen mm -hmm. one other thing and keep god keep keep your focus on god in the marriage absolutely mm -hmm. because uh it's not just even marriage but single or whatever keep your focus on god mm -hmm. because that makes a big difference mm -hmm. okay where, where do y'all like to spend your money? So top three places you like to spend money. And that can be contextualized. It, it can be, hey, we like to grocery shop here or, or, or this phone or, you know, it can be material or deep, but uh, I'm trying to get context around where people, where you spend your money and you say, I'm proud to spend my money here. I don't want to hide it and I love it. One thing I would say, I don't know when. I, when you say spend money, or invest, or give, give. Uh, we 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 give. We give. I mean, we we were just doing that today, looking at all of our charitable giving. You know, trying to get everything together for taxes. We love to give. I am not a shopper, if you can believe that. I I hate to shop. I I do. Whether it's grocery, whether it's clothes, whether I, I I dislike it. I will go on. I I'll go online if I'm shopping. But a lot of what we do is we give it away because we are blessed. God I, think, blessed I, I think if we do spend anything on, I mean, it, spending is on travel. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, you know, we're at the place now that you know we travel more. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's probably one of my biggest sources of uh, biggest expenditures. Uh, last October, we went to Israel. Mm -hmm. That was one of the best trips we've ever had in our lives. Uh, we're scheduled to have a trip coming up soon in, uh, to Puerto Rico and another one uh, later on this summer to St. Thomas. So travel is, um, is, is, is big on a plane. You know, just visiting different places. We, you know, one of our favorite shows is uh, House Hunters International. They go to these different places, and and then um, I, I like a I like a show called Bizarre Foods Delicious Destinations, where <laughs> the guy goes to all these places and and you know sample food all over the world. So travel is really a big expenditure for us. Have y'all tried Airbnb yet? No, no. no. Okay. we've been kind of so. Well, we're just getting to Uber. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're just getting to Uber. But we try to get to places. Uh, so we have different sleeping patterns. I, I get a bureau, she sleeps for late. So we need some place where it's not just a standard hotel room where we can, I can get up and get away so I don't wake her up. So yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and, and so this, this is my market research question. I'm going to go on this since we're going to talk about brands. Is there like a hotel y'all like or uh or, or a um um airline that 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 y'all think is the best experience well, not an airline but when we're in big time Marriott. Marriott. Okay. Yeah. Marriott. Okay. Marriott. okay 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 so we just uh got it to a place we call uh titanium uh elite with marriott which is one of the highest levels with marriott okay. so yeah yeah, yeah. This, this helps with my stock research right? I can, I, I'm doing stock yeah. research while I'm okay. uh, and you kind of answered the third question but I'll ask it just to see or the fourth one but I'll ask it since you kind of answered it what are some of your favorite TV shows or movies that you like to watch whenever, when, I know y'all never get downtime but whenever you get downtime <laughs> it's 
I'm a food network. <laughs> I mean, I, I, food, I'm a food network because I, I like to cook. And, and so Food Network is one of my favorite shows. And it shows that, that talk about, uh, see, when we go to places, they, that's the way you get to experience the culture through its food. You know, every, every culture has different food. And so I'm, I'm kind of fascinated with, you know, the food of different cultures. She likes it. I'm an HGTV. Okay. Yeah, I, I just, I, I just like to see how, you know, mm -hmm. people decorate and people build and different things like that. Okay. I like HGTV. Yeah. Well, my wife likes both of those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. HGTV is kind of like a no-brainer kind of mm -hmm. show, yeah. you know? Yep. You don't I have to it. think about it or anything. That's my Marvel comic book, movies yeah. and TV shows. <laughs> I get to just shut the world out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and um, news, where do you get like your news? Is it internet, Google, magazines, TV, all of the above? Well, you know, we, we've got iPads and on the iPads, they have this, um, Apple News, and mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you know, I kind of start the day because it tells you that, and, and we, you know, we listen to all, all the majors, you know, MSNBC, CNN, sometimes uh, Fox News, but um, Apple News for my iPad, it's just, it, it, it covers about everything, and then internet stores. You know. I'm, I still read, it. I do get it on here, I still read the Dallas Morning News, okay. and I'll, I'll go back and I read the Kansas City Star because that, you know, that was home. For the Apple News and everything, I am a headline reader because mm -hmm. it just drives me nuts. <laughs> it drives me nuts. So I, I try not to do too much reading on there, mm -hmm. but I'll read the Dallas Morning News just to see what's going on. And, and we'll we always watch 10 o'clock news. Okay. Always okay. watch 10 o'clock news. But I, she, she reads the headlines, but I read all the articles. Yeah, I, I just, I'm mm -hmm. fascinated, you know, all the different things that happen all over the world. And the Apple News, it, it's not. So the local news, yeah, we get that from like the Dallas Morning News and, and the uh, evening news and 10 o'clock news. But uh, I love the Apple News because it talks about, you know, statewide, national, international. You get to learn it. See, you know, pick up news from all over the world. Okay, so I guess I get my news from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, that's your filter. Uh huh. Yeah. It, is, it is. Because he knows. Uh -huh. uh, okay, this one, I'm not going to say anything to get <laughs> And then the last one is what's the top three books that y'all have either read recently or of all time? Um, for me, uh, I just finished reading Becoming, okay. um, Michelle Obama. I loved it. I loved it. Great read. Always, every day, start my day off with the Bible, with that. And right now, I'm uh, uh, reading um, the Jabez Prayer by uh, Bruce Wilkinson. And um, come, um, uh, Coming near, I can't remember the exact name, by Max Lucado. Mm -hmm. and, and, and she mentioned this, uh, my number one read is, is the Bible, because I pretty much will start the day with that. But what was revelational for me was when I read a lot of books, and I've got a half dozen of them, about uh, the biblical, the black biblical presence in the Bible. And people don't understand that, uh, that when you look at the roots uh, there are a lot of references to blacks in the Bible that are just um, 
people don't know about. And, and that was uh, enlightening for me to read about all the blacks in the mm. Bible. I mean, I've got probably half a dozen books about that. Uh, yeah, what, what's, uh, I'm going to get those from you because I, I, I haven't heard of any. Oh, man, when you read them, it's like you have a whole different, because when you, you know, look at the uh, historical genealogy of Jesus Christ, there are five people of, of uh, African descent that are in his lineage. And people don't, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know that. Huh. I'm, I'm very interested in that. <laughs> yeah. It, it just, it's, you know, it's, it changes you because it's very real. And it's recorded in the Bible, but you have to trace the lineage to understand, wow, that person was of the descendant of this, you know. And so it, it, it is absolutely, okay. it, it changes your perception of who you are. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I appreciate y'all taking time out to, to, to be on the podcast. I know y'all are busy, so this was, this means a lot that y'all took the time out to, to be on. So thanks. Mm -hmm. yeah. We love it. Love it. It's uh, great to be a part of this city. I'm, I'm so fortunate. I've, I've been blessed in this city. I, you know, I work very closely with the chamber and one year they gave me the man of the year award and uh, Northwood University was for a long time very, very prominent and they gave me an honorary doctorate degree. And the, degree and the rec center is now and, the Allen <laughs> And the, the council thought I did a good job when I was city manager those 15 years and they renamed the rec center, the Allen E. Sims Rec Center. So, and, and just two weeks ago, we were in Austin, uh, State Senator West, his district, Senate District 23, uh, he gave me the outstanding Texan award. So, being down here has, has been, we've given, but I think I've received more than I've given. So. Well, appreciate y'all, sir. Mm -hmm. Thank you.